0: to the crowd zone. My name is Annie Conboy, and in this podcast, I'd like to talk to you about living in my intuitive world. I have moved into what I called an intuitive world in a gradual process, probably over the last 25 or 30 years. Bit by bit adjusting my sense of what is real and what isn't and beginning to run my life in a different way and I now live most of my time most of my life in an intuitive world guided by my sense of the energies and the non-physical beings who are around us to support us. It's been an interesting journey, um, not one that I ever planned to undertake because I came from um, an open-minded scepticism and have moved from sceptical query <laughs> into Uh, full-on belief into adopting into my life the things that help me to work with my intuitive senses and to be guided and have a life that's different in some key respects than the life that I once had. So... To take you back, (laughs) I really feel we should have a a funny noise to just um, uh, represent the uh, folding back of timey-wimey, but to go back uh, in my um, 20s, I very much uh, loved the logic of science. I was curious about things like reincarnation and past life, uh, and Uh, near-death experiences but for me the explanations were within science and within particularly the psychology of the mind I studied psychology was very interested in what made people tick wanted to understand why some people had certain experiences and why others didn't also having a healthy Uh, regard for perhaps uh, imagination playing a big role in things and maybe even going as far as wondering how much of what was said was just made up i wouldn't say that i ever belonged to the camp that described described um The events that people reported and the experiences that people reported as as rubbish or fake or false. Um, But I did wonder about whether there was delusion involved. And um, very much uh, considered abnormal psychologies uh, in my later 20s. When looking at what made people tick. So what kind of things was I considering at that time? I was considering how people said they could see the future or they got information about the future. I was considering how people said that they spoke to loved ones or to people who died, Uh, loved ones in spirit and people who died kept cropping up a lot. Um, I was speaking to um, people about their experiences Uh, of near death I was curious as to what actually happened when we reached that point of transition I was reading about um, Buddhist philosophies about reincarnation I was also reading about uh, guides uh, seances all sorts of um, uh, what could be considered tricks that dead people seem to be able to do like wrapping on walls and moving objects and um, materializing uh, ectoplasm so I had a wide interest but coming from a very singular focus uh, the idea that people these experiences weren't necessarily real in any sense that i would accept reality at that time and for me i continued to explore on into my 30s and through that exploration I started to listen more carefully to the information that was being given and a lot of the information that was coming forward seemed to be incredibly positive and suggestive of ways in which actually we could change our view of what life and reality was all about i have to confess to being a mega science fiction fan whilst I've always been (laughs) healthily sceptic about anything that's not scientific, one of the things I do and always have loved is science fiction, the ideas uh, that come forward when you ask the question, what if, and when you project yourself into the future and think about, well, what would happen then, what's going on there? So it's been, kind of a an entangling of two passions really that brought me to the point of starting to consider that some of the experiences being talked about or that I was reading about felt very real to the people concerned and I wanted to know what that was about and I guess that in my 30s, late 30s is when I really started to look around and to seek out people who practice mediumship, uh, people who read tarot cards, uh, go to mind body spirit affairs, and get get information about all sorts of energy healing, um, holistic therapies um i guess i became a bit of a magpie <laughs> for quite a number of years grabbing this and grabbing that and being very curious uh, how it all fitted together because it seemed to me that there was a vast number of people who were in some way accepted uh, or had experienced things that science said couldn't possibly happen or were unlikely to happen. So it led to me starting to um, attend different kinds of classes, uh, to buy a pack of tarot cards, to have a look at what they were about, to learn about crystals, uh, to discuss guides and inspirers, to seek out people who had this alternative view to see if I could suss out why they held those beliefs and how they came to those conclusions. It was a very interesting time. I feel like I... (laughs) Looking back now, I feel like I went round um, and tried every stall at the Mind, Body, Spirit fairs. (laughs) Um, Just curious and, and really searching searching for knowledge and I guess when I reflect on it now searching for certainty trying to understand a completely opposite view of reality than the one I felt was the solid foundation on which I've built myself so I guess you could also kind of call it a deep inner journey Uh, a way of working out what I believed in and whether science itself had all the answers I needed it was also I feel a time where I went through several crises of faith Uh, what did I believe in was there anything to believe in was it all just a case of when you're dead you're dead how how did that fit with being human and what being human was about i remember reading lots of different philosophers (laughs) atheists and agnostics and religious philosophers and um, spiritual people sharing their philosophy and getting more and more muddled and not really being able to see any change in my life for all of this Uh, (laughs) searching, searching, searching the point at which it changed for me was uh, when I became a mum I uh, had my daughter uh, when I was 42 and it acted as a greater focus for me once I'd stepped out of the baby brain anyway Um, and it it made me think what what am i going to pass on to this child i know how i was brought up i know how other children are brought up but what is it that i believe in and how do i bring up this child in a positive way that helps this child to to cope with the world that we're in and it was at that point um quite a number of years ago now <laughs> When uh, I actually recognised that science wasn't giving me the answers I needed. There were gaps in the logic. The arguments for and against uh, divine beings and non-existence of divine beings. The arguments for getting 70 years of life and then that's it. Against having eternal life were were really difficult to reconcile and it was around this time that I started to get much more conscious of the connection to my intuitive senses to realize that um, my head was logical but my heart knew Uh, And if I followed my heart, my heart would always lead me in the right direction. Not easy when you think you've followed your heart and you get into a disaster and then you realise actually you were following your head all along. So that took a piece of puzzling out to try to work out what what was the way forward. And in the end, for me, the way forward was actually to pick up the threads of things that i had rationalized away or parked on one side even and thought there's no rational answer so i'm i'm not going to look at it or consider it. um experiences that i had had on and off uh throughout my life uh, this sense of knowing um i was often told How did you know that was going to happen? And I would try to scrabble around in my mind for an answer. Knowing that I didn't really know how I knew. I just knew. Um, Starting to recognise that some of that was actually the intuitive senses that we all have. Trying to prod my conscious brain with information. But information my conscious brain was resisting. So... I decided I wouldn't resist anymore. Uh, My conscious brain didn't necessarily agree with that decision, (laughs) I have to say. It's a matter of practice and discipline and insisting that you get the intuitive information. But when I started to sense things, you know, it's hard to dismiss feeling somebody holding your hand and there's nobody there. It's hard to dismiss feeling somebody else's heart attack and knowing it's not, definitely not yours. It's hard to dismiss the random colours that would come into my vision, um, even when I had my eyes open sometimes. And as I lay going to sleep, the, the, the hundreds of faces it seemed like that would pop through and appear in front of my eyes and smile at me. And the sounds, the sounds in the house that couldn't have been there because there was nobody else there. All of that um, jumped me out of mere curiosity into actively trying to find. So one of the things that I did was I finally went to a spiritualist church. I'd been having so many bits and pieces happening. I, I couldn't, couldn't forget it or I couldn't ignore it anymore um, and I found my way to a spiritualist church and there were people who actually were quite clear that non-physical people do exist there are non-physical beings it's also while tuning into them you know we're out of step it's it's the material real world that doesn't acknowledge that there is a different kind of intuitive world there And that was a huge opening process for me uh, to find people who spoke about the things I'd been dancing around the edges of in such a matter of fact, an easy way, in an accepted and validated way. It made me feel that the information I was now getting from my intuitive senses must have some purpose and some point. And if it meant that I had to step out of the logical world and go into the intuitive world, well, maybe it was worth having a try. From going to Spiritualist Church, I ended up in a development circle. I can't say that it was what I'd planned and it certainly went off in a different direction than I ever thought it would. But it was that curiosity pushing me along. Well, if there was this world, why wasn't I able to access it? And why couldn't I live in it? Were were the two worlds so far apart that you had to choose one or the other? All these kind of things cropped up for me as I was doing my development until I started to realise the information I was getting was actually solid information these non-physical beings these people who didn't have bodies were giving me information that couldn't have come in any other way i did lots of testing <laughs> absolutely i set myself little experiments and uh, dismissed half of what i was told as so oh i must have read that in a book or somebody's told me that um I, you know I wasn't forgiving in and moving into the intuitive world very easily <laughs> I had to carry my doubt with me as a, I think as a bit of a protection really um, but what I was gaining bit by bit by bit was trust trust that it was there and I ended up being a medium in public standing on platforms giving messages on stages with audiences um reading messages telling people messages one-to-one um the more that i opened up to this intuitive information and allowed the non-physical people to contact me and talk to me and work with me the more i gained evidence that there was some some world that i wasn't yet part of that that I needed to step into because it felt like it was going in a better direction than this world eventually um, after about three years, I recognized that my belief was now absolute. I was no longer a skeptic I had come on a whole journey right the way through to believing in these non-physical people and i feel like that was my real genuine acceptance of the intuitive world and at that point the doors to that intuitive world opened up and i was allowed inside So what do I really mean by an intuitive world? I don't operate on logic. I still try to plan my diary, try to organise my days, just like the material world. But I also know that what I write down or what I plan could be changed in an instant. I know that I'll be asked sometimes to do things... And I won't need, and I, I won't know why, but it's important I do these things because that will make other things happen. And there is no urgency of time because time is a fluid concept anyway. I'm back to needing that timey-wimey music again. That our past lives and our future lives are uh, on a continuum of now uh, on a continuum of existing in a fluid space i live in a world that's populated by physical people and the non-physical i live in a world where i can speak to my loved ones who've died in this world but are still very much alive and thriving in another world I have synchronicity um, everywhere, all of the things that somehow link together in my life in an effortless, easy, fluid flow. Sometimes I, I still drop back into that material world and wonder, have I done the right thing? Have I spent my time wisely is is what I want going to happen um and then I rapidly run back into my intuitive world because I know that what is there for me will always be there for me it's just for me to notice that it's there I have all the abundance I could ever need I don't need or want I might require and desire but that's a very different kind of living and whenever I put a thought out oh this would be nice it happens it happens so quickly that it's amazing sometimes even though I know I live in my intuitive world I also have got very used to people telling me that my intuitive world doesn't exist. Remember, I was one of those people anyway who was doubting that it existed. So I don't worry that, or, or get upset or wish to convert them or anything. That's how they see things at the moment. They may change their view or they may not. I happened to change my view. I happened to step out of seeing it as a fixed, rigid, structured world and moved into a fluid, easy, flowing world where I have access to all of the support, love and guidance I could ever wish for because I have guides, inspirers, loved ones. They're not physical but they're there all the same. And I know when they're speaking and when I'm not. My head knows which is me and which is them. My heart knows which is me and which is them, which is far more important. And this intuitive world means that I have a richness that I don't have in the material world. I've had to work to immerse myself in the intuitive world. Absolutely. But it's been worth every step of what I've needed to do and the discipline I've had to have to allow myself to open to a very different life experience. My life isn't as I imagined it would be 30, 40 years ago. It's very different. I was in a different place in a material setting at that time. And thinking only in a material way. Now, it flows. And whatever happens at whatever moment is the right thing to happen in that moment. It's the right way to be in that moment. And it means that I don't have to drive myself. I don't have to have patterns of behaviour. I don't have to have the shoulds, musts, oughts, the duties or responsibilities that I once loaded my life with. I have choice. I still have responsibility, but I am recognising I have rights as well. Something that we miss in the material world. So, it is... A very different way of living. And I still have to do my shopping and make my bed and cook my tea and do the pieces of work I feel like doing. But there's no have to or ought with any of it in a real fundamental sense. I do what I please. But what pleases me means that I can help, support and guide others. I've been freed to be able to be of service. And that's the biggest difference in an intuitive world. It's allowed me to recognise how best I can serve others and myself. To get joy from the pure action of service. To do the things my guides request. Knowing that I can always say no I don't want to do that. To take the encouragement and share more. Whilst also sharing to myself. It's a wonderful world. It's not hard to get into. It requires, however, a shift of the head. Putting your mind into a different place. Accepting there's a different perspective. I gave up a long time ago thinking that I could prove to others that the intuitive world existed. There are many, many closed minds out there. What's important is that I live my life in my intuitive way, in my intuitive world. And I invite people to come into my world, but I don't accept when they say to me, it doesn't exist. They may not have experienced the connections and the intuition in their lives But that doesn't make my intuitive world any less valid. Thank you for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you have any comments or questions, please leave them. I love uh, when I get feedback, Uh, I love when I get questions, because that just means I can do another podcast, and I saw, I'm loving doing these podcasts, I've only done two, this is only the second, but having got that leap off my cliff (laughs) with the first one, I'm really enjoying this, so you can find me at www.anniconboy.net, or I'm on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, Just look for Annie Conboy. Google me and you'll find me. Thank you. (laughs)